Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grave Encounters podcast. I am your host, Charles Burchett, and I just want to have a few announcements before we get into our actual story today. First off, we have a Facebook group and a Facebook page under Grave Encounters podcast, and the group is the official Grave Encounters podcast group. Please feel free to join. Um... We've got our new art in. Thank you so much to Cassie Fallon for the awesome art. And that's it. Let's get right into it. So today we're going to be talking about the black-eyed children or the black-eyed kids. So this is a phenomenon that is happening all around the world. Um, A lot of the encounters seem to happen the same way. It's usually two kids between... 8 and 16 years old they'll knock on your car window or they'll knock on your door and ask to be let in and they're very persistent about it and no one knows what they want they've got a couple different stories they seem to stick to such as we need to use your phone to call our mom we need a ride home can you give us a ride home and stuff like that. So the first encounter is by a journalist who's named Brian Bethel. He's from Abilene, Texas. His story dates back as far as 1996, and his account with the Black Eyed Children goes like this. Bethel was sitting in his car in the parking lot to his internet provider, writing a check to pay for his internet bill. As he's writing the check, he's startled by the sound of someone knocking on his car window. Bethel looks up and notices two children, wearing hoodies, staring at him blankly. As he's sitting in his car looking at them, Bethel describes the feeling of an inexplainable jolt of fear that ran straight through his body. While they seemed to be just normal kids, he could tell that something was definitely wrong with them. Although he couldn't quite place his finger on the unexplainable fear he had. So he mustered up the courage and he rolled down his window but just enough to talk to the kids and figure out what they wanted from them. The oldest was the first one to speak, and he asked if Bethel could give them a ride home. The oldest kid claimed they were going to watch a movie, but had forgotten their money, and he continues to say that they need a ride home so they can get the money and go back to the theater in time to watch the movie. In the distance, Bethel could see the marquee at the theater. Questioning the boy's story, he asked what movie they want to watch. The older boy replied that they're going to go watch Mortal Kombat. As the words left the boy's mouth, Bethel knew that Mortal Kombat had started playing close to an hour ago. So at this point, Bethel is having doubts about the kids' stories. So as he sat in his car, he then began to notice the boys were talking and acting like people who were much older than what they appeared to be. Just let us in. We'll be gone before you know it, one of the boys said. We're just going to our mother's house, he continued. By the way, who the hell calls their mom mother? Especially a kid. I don't think I've ever heard of a kid calling their mom mother. Every word coming from the boy's mouth sent a shiver down Bethel's spine. Trying to make out the boy's faces, Bethel noticed their soulless, pitch black eyes. Completely void of any color. Bethel not trying to hide it anymore, was completely terrified. The older boy continued to talk and said, Oh, come on, mister, we won't hurt you. You have to let us in. We don't have a gun. 
The more the boy spoke, the more it convinced Bethel that he had to get away from them. Before the boy could say anything else, Bethel threw his car into reverse and sped off, while still being watched by the boy, demanding to be let in. As Bethel sped off, he took one last glance at the boys, but they vanished before he could even leave the parking lot. Now Bethel has remained adamant on his story, and it hasn't changed, and he's told it multiple times on multiple different podcasts and even Monsters and Mysteries in America. So I want to take a few minutes to talk about what these black-eyed kids could be and what they want. So there's a lot of theories online on what they could be, ranging from demons to vampires to aliens. I'm not exactly sure what they could be. All I know is I'm terrified of them. So the reason people think they're demonic is the black eyes and how they just disappear and vanish and reappear out of nowhere. Um, people think they could be aliens because they seem to have this kind of hypnotic or, or telepathic ability. Um, and also they seem to be able to shroud the fact that their eyes are pitch black until you break this hyp hypnosis that they have you under. People also think that they could be vampires because of the fact that you have to invite them in. But I'm not sure. All I know is if I had two kids knock on my door and ask to be let in, I don't care if they have black eyes or not. I'm not letting two random kids into my house. So let's get into a couple more stories about the black eyed kids. So the first one I have is titled The Boy at the Door. This is apparently from a Craigslist user. Um, so... This woman, who was describing how she was having trouble with someone knocking on her door around 3 a.m., her daughters, thinking that someone wanted to break into the house, told their mother to call the police. As days went by, the random knocking on the door late at night continued. The people in the Craigslist post tried to rationalize the situation by asking if she had any pets. Maybe that could be the problem. The woman had no pets and lived only with her daughter in a rented apartment. As the knocking continued, she finally called the police thinking someone was trying to break in and steal from her. Soon after, the woman could hear a faint voice asking her to open the door. But her daughter advised her not to answer and to ignore it. Scared, the woman looked outside her apartment window. She was stunned to find out it was a boy standing with his mouth wide open and barely moving as he talked. She proceeded to take a photo of the boy who was knocking on the door. Once she snapped the picture of the boy, he looked right at her and walked away, and she never saw him again. Now, I have the picture of the boy that she took, or allegedly took. I'm going to put it up on the Grave Encounters Podcast Facebook page. If you want to see it, go ahead and head there. It is, if it's real, it's creepy, because this looks like maybe a 9 or a 10-year-old boy He's wearing a black or maybe a dark red hoodie. You can see out of the sleeve of his hoodie of his right hand, his fingers are slightly splayed as he's standing there. And he's wearing a black hat with a cat brim 
and maybe it's either hair or it's part of the hat covering his ears and he's literally just standing there out in the dark with his mouth wide open it is creepy when i saw the picture of this while i was doing research when i went to bed that night it was hard for me to go to sleep just because it creeped me out so much so the next story i have is from a reddit user named you not the real austin and this is his encounter with the black eyed children i'm a believer in many things paranormal with bek's or black eyed children or kids being one of the stories i thought was just an urban legend until early this morning i'm an assistant manager of a pizza hut in my town and my GM has me on the late shift so he doesn't have to do it anymore. It was a little after 2 a.m. around the time when the external lights of the building cut off, leaving the parking lot almost pitch black. The driver and I were in the very back of the store finishing up dough prep and dishes as we normally do. I like to say that I am attuned to the paranormal since I have witnessed many things throughout my 21 years. While we are in a conversation about sales and what to prep, I started feeling unnerved. I ignored it due to anxiety and stressing out over a homeless man who made a scene a couple hours prior to closing. But the feeling didn't go away. So I made a patrol around the restaurant. I looked out the front doors first since the highway gives off a little bit of light, but there was nothing out there. I looked out the windows in the dining room, still nothing out there. It wasn't until I decided to look out of the drive through window that I saw it. Standing about three yards away from the window was a girl in a dress, barely illuminated by the lights that were still cooling down outside. She was pale and had hair that fell just past her shoulders. As an adult, my first thought was, what is that kid doing out there in 35 degree weather in the pouring rain? But then our eyes met and I saw that hers were jet black in color. I recoiled from the window and ran over to the safe to get my phone. We kept our phones in the safe during business hours so we weren't on them. So I normally just leave it there until I need it. By the time I got it and ran back to the drive-thru window, she wasn't there. And I didn't see her again for the entire time that we were there. I know the stories saying they come to the doors of homes and try to get in as long as you don't invite them in you're fine but she just stood there and then vanished. I'm still on edge from the whole situation. I'm a believer of the paranormal and it makes me wonder if it could have been a spirit which scares me more. My first encounter with a demon was one that portrayed itself as a child so who knows. I just had to post my story somewhere. My girlfriend thinks I'm crazy and my general manager, who believes a thing such as this, is now freaking out. So, that encounter is all kinds of crazy. First off, I'm not doubting the story, but I've never seen a Pizza Hut with a drive-thru. I'm sure they exist, because I know some restaurants that don't normally have drive throughs do. I have a Subway near me that has a drive-thru. Um, but the fact that it's almost freezing out and he sees this girl standing out there so close to the building three yards is only about nine feet you know she's standing right there and he can see her and when she looks up and he sees those eyes i that is scary i would have 
I would have cried. <laughs> I would have cried. Like, if I'm being perfectly honest, I maybe would have put my two weeks in. I'm such a scary cat when it comes to stuff like this. This next one also comes from Reddit. It is titled, My Wife Said That I Should Get This Experience Off My Chest. It's by you, S-T-L-U-X-I-O-U-S. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. I have spent decades in the military intelligence community, so I don't want to put too much information about myself on a public forum. However, I'm curious, have there been any other experience that overlap with my own? We live off base in this rundown community that looks like any other rundown community you find anywhere else next to a military installation. The apartment complex itself was nice by the standards of the rest of the buildings in our area. At 12.30 a.m. on Friday morning, I was woken up by a series of knocks on my heavy wooden door. I have a rule. One set of knocks is just people messing with the neighbors, but if they really need something, they'll knock twice. Yep, there came a second series of knocks. I expected it to be someone from work trying to get a hold of me since my cell phone had died. It has happened before. I opened the door and I stared down at this kid that I estimated to have been six years old. There was so much about this kid that was bizarre. The eyes featured suggested in the BE case seems kind of trivial. I can't say with 100% confidence that his eyes were all black orbs. I just don't know because the rest of him was such a mess. When I look at people, I have the habit of avoiding eye contact. The rest of his description is as follows. His clothing was a gray filthy hooded sweatshirt with a hood up halfway with matching sweatpants. His shoes were unremarkable. His skin complexion, for lack of a better phrase, I would say that he was extremely pale. Not clear if they were blemishes in the way of freckles on his skin or if he was just really dirty. His hair was possibly reddish brown and it was messy dirty and short his face was in a grimace of hatred his expression was like someone who was sucking on the world's most sour candy here's the worst part about it the body odor he was radiating was like something i have never smelled before or since i've smelled decomposing bodies and more the closest smell i can relate it to was in ranger school in ranger school due to the lack of food and rest Often, guys' bodies would start to consume muscle for energy. Combined with the lack of bathing opportunities, this creates an odor that is hard to top. But this kid smelled like weaponized foulness. I asked, can I help you? In a flat voice, void of inflection, he said, my parents don't like you. I responded with, what? He stated, You'll be okay if you give us something great. I slammed the door on him because I thought he was just screwing with me. He let out this no, and I could hear him from the other side throwing a tantrum like you see toddlers in the store when their parents won't let them have something. Definitely a very strange thing to do at midnight. However, kids running around the dilapidated neighborhood unsupervised was a pretty common occurrence. I just chalked it up to bad parenting. I showered, I threw my clothes away because I didn't want the stench on me, I went back to bed because I had to be up again in 4 hours, 
The strange thing is, the stench didn't seem to linger. I saw this kid on three other occasions. The second time, I was going out to my car in the morning, and he was standing in the parking lot glaring at me. When I came home, he was staring at me standing in the exact same spot. Then, when I looked out the window hours later, he was still in the same spot, glaring at me with that same sneer. I asked my wife what she made of him. She said he wasn't bothering anyone, which was a pretty low bar for the neighborhood. Kids would often run around and vandalize people's vehicles and apartments. I thought about calling the authorities, however, what was I going to say? There's this weird kid. He might need help because he's weird and he stinks. The truth is, I hated this kid. Now I have three kids of my own, so I don't just hate other kids. However, I hated this one. I hated his smell. I hated that he existed. I felt like he was trying to target and bully me for some reason. No, I did not want to help this kid. Also, I had these paranoid thoughts of, if this kid hates me as much as I hate him, he's going to lie to the cops and tell them that I harmed him. It could affect my security clearance. It's best to just ignore him and this will all go away. One time, I saw him interacting with kids outside, so I know he wasn't a figment of my imagination. However, he didn't play with them like a normal kid. This girl would come up and grab him by the arm and he would just stand there and glare at her. There were kids running around him and he just stared at them with that grimace. My wife wanted me to share this experience that I had back in 2011. At the time, I worked in an office of a regional command. I've read in various truly bizarre government programs. However, thinking about it, I still don't know what to make of this kid. I don't know what I'm going to get out of writing this. Maybe someone knows about this kid who has had other similar experiences. It's certainly not extraordinary like some of the other people on Reddit have had. I'm not saying this kid was magical or demonic. I can't rule out that he was truly just some misfortunate kid. Maybe the right thing to do would have been to get him help. However, I just can't get past how much I hated him for no reason. Between that and the smell, my experience wasn't that bizarre. What I do know is I'm fine with never seeing that kid again. Maybe these BEK experiences can be explained by kids just being extra weird. Well, I'm not entirely sure that that was actually a black eye kid that he saw, but a lot of stuff adds up. First, the kid came to his door at a random hour, like super late, for a kid to be out. He looked disheveled, and when he was told, or rejected rather, he got mad. He threw a fit. I mean, a lot of kids, when they get rejected or told they can't do something, get mad. But then the kid shows back up and is just staring at the guy. I don't know. It's it's weird. It's very weird. So I'm sure at this point you're asking, well, what the hell happens if I let them in? What do they do? Has anybody ever let them in? Well, there are a few stories that are out there that claim to have let them in. So the first one 
I'm going off memory. It's going to be real short and sweet. This is the one that when you look it up, what happens when you let black eyed kids in, this is going to be the main one that comes up. So if I'm remembering correctly, it was in Vermont and it was a couple and these kids showed up during a snowstorm and asked to be let in. They said they were in a car accident and their mom and dad were coming. They let the kids in and they took the kids into the kitchen and made them some hot cocoa and all three of their cats that were in the house, they had another cat too, but the three cats that were in the house freaked out and then the lights went out and they said, our mom and dad are here. They went outside and at the end of the driveway, they saw a black car with two men dressed in black standing outside of it and the kids went to that car and they left. So after that happened, all of her cats, except for the one that wasn't in the house, died from one of them died from vomiting up blood and the other two died of some kind of disease and her husband ended up getting cancer now this is a common theme when you let the black eyed kids in that sickness and pestilence follow them this next story i have is also from reddit from the user altered state and it's simply titled i let them in so the background on the story This happened back in the 80s. I was between 9 and 10 years old. I was only a child at this point and my mom was a single mother. She had taken all the money she had and bought a trailer and some land and moved out to the country. I can still remember how she installed the septic system, installed the plumbing, had an electrical pole, and how we wired that to the house. This had given me a great fascination with electricity. I was always helping her with these projects. I grew up knowing a lot more than most kids about these kind of things. We lived in a rural area in the east of Texas on a two acre tract of land. Houses were sparse and situated quite far apart. So not as a heavily populated area. I was a lonely kid for the most part living out there. I digress. I'll move on to the day that they came. My mom was busy with something in her room which was situated at the far end of the trailer that we lived in. I went into the kitchen for something and I heard a knock at the door. I went to open it and found four kids standing outside. Two boys and two girls. I opened the screen door and the larger of the boys asked, can we use your phone? We need to call our mom. I was immediately suspicious because where had these kids even came from? I've lived here for a few years, knowing all the kids in the neighborhood. I remember looking at their larger boy's eyes and thinking something was different about him. I couldn't put my finger on it. I shrugged, opened the screen wider, and I let them in. I left the front door open as I took them into the kitchen and pointed to where the phone was. The larger boy picked up the phone as my mom called to me. I ran into my mom's room and she said, who's in the house? I told her a bunch of kids wanted to use the phone. She looked angry and said, you don't let anyone in the house. Tell them to leave. I walked out of her room and back into the kitchen to tell them they had to go. I found the phone off the hook. The front door was still open and the screen door was closed. I ran to the door and outside to look for the kids. They were nowhere to be found. 
They couldn't have even had time to walk or run across the two acres to get to the street. So where were they? After that happened, life was super weird. My mom was always getting sick, unable to find sustainable work, and became heavily paranoid and got into damaging relationships with men. Of the most weird occurrences were when she didn't have the ability to pay the phone bill. So the phone company came and disconnected the phone. However, we kept still getting phone calls. I rarely ever answered the phone. So when mom told me about this, I was skeptical and didn't really believe her. Then one day, while she was busy outside, the phone rang. So I answered it and I hear a woman say hello on the other end. It sounded like my aunt. Then it all just went to static. When my mom came back in, I told her what had occurred. So she went to the neighbors and called the phone company and asked them to check the line that our phone was ringing. They came out, inspected the line at the pole, and came inside and told my mom, there's no way you're getting phone calls. The line is completely disconnected. It's cut at the pole. This happened constantly, even after my mom moved the trailer to another city. In that city, she had again failed to pay the bill, and again we kept getting phone calls that ended in dead air or strange voices in static. Their linesman told her the same thing, that there was no way our phone was ringing, but it was. To this day, I really don't know what to make of any of that, but it was also around this time I began to experience things like words of knowledge and clairvoyant experiences where I would know things I had never learned and hear things before they happened in the physical reality. I mostly kept these experiences to myself and would just think, how weird. When mom sold that trailer, we never had those weird phone experiences again, and the clairvoyance also went away. Now this is added on to the end of their post, edited to add other weird things. A few other weird occurrences. While still living in the country, I was sitting on mom's bed next to her. She was saying, it feels like bugs are crawling all over me. I got off the bed and walked over to her dresser and for some reason felt the need to look up. On the ceiling, there were millions of tiny spiders. This is no exaggeration. I knew my mom would freak out, so I told her, mom, please get up and leave the room. She looked at me with a look of concern and asked why. I said, please just get out of this room. She then gave a look like I was being impossible, so I told her, look up. I had never seen her leave a room so fast after she looked up and saw that mess. Literally, arachnophobia. We fumigated the house directly after that and several times throughout the year. It could be unrelated, but I have never seen anything like that before or since. After we moved the trailer to another city, some lights would either dim or get brighter and brighter until we turned them off. Or until they literally popped. When mom called the electric company, they sent an electrician out to do an inspection. He climbed the pole, and when he went to test one of the lines, it literally popped him off the pole and he flew to the ground. He was okay, a little shocked, pun intended, and shaken. The electrician company's stance on the issue was that there is a miswiring at the pole. It was most likely they missed the ground. Again, could be unrelated, but the circuit breakers never tripped during these episodes. 
And that is the end of their post. So her mom calls her into the room, right? And in the 10 or 15 seconds that conversation happens, she goes back out and all four of these kids are gone. And they literally left the phone off the hook. So they had to have been there. They weren't just a figment of their imagination. And they're just gone. And you can't. She doesn't see them anywhere outside. I, I I don't know what to make of that at all. Now, the thing with her her mom having misfortunes and becoming ill. Yeah, I mean, that could be a coincidence. But that, that kind of lines up with what the people from Vermont had happened to them when they let them in. Animals and her husband getting sick and electricity problems with the lights going out so who knows um i really hope i never encounter these black-eyed kids i really don't ever want to but the problem with that is they say you are more likely to encounter them if you know about them if you've heard about them if you've researched them, you are more likely to encounter them. Now, I've known about the Black Eyed Kids for a long time, years at least, and I've researched them a couple times, just curious about them, because they're the right type of scary, where when you read about them, it gives you goosebumps, but they're also the wrong kind of scary that you really never want to experience it yourself. If anyone has encountered these black-eyed kids, I would love to hear your story. So please email me at graveencounterspod at gmail.com or alternatively, you can message the Facebook page. So... Hopefully you guys have enjoyed this episode, and if you did, please check out our Facebook group and our Facebook page, and leave us a rating and a review. I would love if we got some reviews on Apple. Right now we have two, and they're both five stars, and I'm really happy about that. Um, But yeah, thank you so much. Have a good night. Thank you to Creative Commons for the royalty-free music. Grave Encounters is written and produced by me, Charles Burchett. If you have a story you would like to submit, please contact us on the Facebook page or email us at graveencounterspod at gmail.com. Thank you so much.